Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 39. We've made some upgrades around here, you know? I think we're really uh, onto something. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Full speed ahead, right? Full speed ahead. Great. Now, I wanted to mention something real quick. It's not a review because I don't know if this even falls within our uh, purvey, if you will. Purvey? Purview? Purview. Um, Spectrum cable which uh i have here in los angeles because it's the only way you can watch the dodgers on television they are making their own content which is technically streaming because it's only on demand there it has no home other than on demand and it's a paid service it's not a streaming though well it's cable but at the same time if if we're going to keep that i can't review a showtime show you know what i mean so it's a premium cable show I, I thought we decided we, premium shows and streamers. Wasn't that our thing? Yeah, but this is kind of a, it's not basic cable. It's, you have to have the on-demand stuff. Right. Anyway, here, here's my point. It doesn't matter because they have a handful of shows, like three shows. Mad Spec- About You, the yeah, reboot. That's their, that's their the big sequel, one. sequel, whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Reunion, <laughs> I don't know. Mad About You reboot is the biggest thing on Spectrum streaming. But I watched the first episode of Jerry Bruckheimer's Spectrum Streaming or Spectrum On Demand original called L.A.'s Finest. Mm-hmm. It's a cop show. I know. And who's in it? Jessica Alba. Hot. Uh, and? Gabrielle Union. Hot. I can't imagine what it's like working with both of them. Well, It's got to be a nightmare shoot. So this is the most cheeseball. I mean, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer thing. Honestly, this uh, 50 minute episode had to have cost a hundred million dollars. They were wrecking cars in the middle of PCH. They were doing police chases, shootouts in downtown. They had to have shut down. I mean, I don't know what it costs to shut down uh, Zuma Beach for an afternoon, but it's it's got to be a lot. Look, I'm sure they got the budget. Feel free to review it if you want. I'm going to have no part in this. Okay. I will not give it a second on my eyeballs. Also, no one has talked about it other than the fact that you've brought it up and I see it on my guide when I'm looking to watch. You know, when I'm scrolling down, it's like, oh, LA's finest. And I'm like, nope. Other than that, no one I know in the existing world has mentioned this show. So well, I don't know right. how it's doing. I don't care. I'm done with this. Okay. Here's, I have, okay. I'll wrap it up. Here's, here's my question. Number one, they spent, let's call it $50 million on one episode. How do they make that money back? Cause I already have spectrum and I'm not watching this. Are people signing up for spectrum to watch this? No, I don't think so. I hold hold, everyone's trying to leave spectrum. Yeah. But they have the Dodgers by the, you know what? So. I know. Okay. Second thing, um, Matt Saracen from Friday night lights. It's not the actor's name. Uh, the uh, QB one. His name is Zach Guilford. I never watched Friday Night Lights, oh, man. God. Okay, well, he's in it too, and that's kind of cool. A couple okay. other recognizable um, actors, and it's it's not terrible. It's very, very um, lethal weapon cheesy, like, oh, they're talking about book club while they're in the middle of a shootout in a convenience <sighs> store. 
Uh, Great. I'm happy for you and, and Spectrum. Now, I had an idea. What if you took the hottest LAPD officer, man or woman, or both, do one of each, and the ugliest TV cop, one of each, who would be better looking? I don't even know what this question. What are you talking My about? My point is Am that I supposed to be imagining different actors here. No, 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 no. My point is everyone in this show who plays a cop, if that if, if police work doesn't work out, they could be a supermodel. Yeah, and it's it's a TV show. I know, but it, it really stands out on this show as like, come on. So serious question: the uh, best looking LAPD officer you've ever seen. Versus the worst looking TV cop. Oh, I'm going with the worst looking TV cop. Yeah, that's absolutely. Because they're all you know actors, right? It's, you know, it's completely unbelievable. I want to see like look someone I know Margot had, Martindale or somebody. Right. Someone I know had to go to Jerry Bruckheimer's offices once, and they were like the front desk girl looked like she belonged on the cover of Vogue. I yeah. mean, that's just how he operates. You know, it's like nothing but hot chicks. So yeah. you're telling me, oh, I'm going to do a show with women. I'm going to put hot chicks in it. I mean, this is this is Bruckheimer. Yeah. But it's a cop show. Do you, I mean, it just gets a little weird when, um, you know, Kate Beckinsale is, is beating the crap out of uh, Michael Clark Duncan or something, you know? Michael Clark Duncan is dead, bro. Well, then she has a chance. Last thing I'll say, it really reminded me of Flinttown. Really? No, no, hold on. Not reminded me like it seemed like it, but it made me think of Flinttown. Because in that show, you get like a real look at stuff. And this this was just af- after having just watched Flint Town to watch a fake cop show. It just made it stand out even more to me as, as what is going on here. Yeah. It's so, garbage. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't even going to review that. But oh, well, you oh, certainly just did. Then let's finish it. Guess what you have on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for this? With Two. The, with the critics, first of all. With the critics, I'm going to say legitimately like 48%. Yeah, it's a 7 Oh, good. Guess good. what the people gave it? Oh, I don't know. 69. 78. 78. Yeah, so, great. That's well, the world we live in. Just wanted to remind everyone about that. Well, I'm with the critics for once on this. I want no part of this show, Joe. Okay. okay? Well, None. Let's just finish it then. Purge. Yeah, Purge. This wasn't not, even on our list of things. I know, but I'm, letting, I'm, I'm purging it without <laughs> even looking at it, okay? Even when it comes up on my guide, I like, try to scroll by as fast as possible. Yeah. So if you're thinking of watching Spectrum's original lineup, uh, at least this show, Purge, LA's Finest, and most people can't even get to it because I don't think you can get Spectrum outside of California anyway. So I don't Those know are who, the lucky ones. I don't know Actually, who this is no, you can for. get Spectrum in my hometown of Rochester, New York, because my mother bitches about how much she hates Spectrum there. So okay. they're everywhere. I can't escape them. They're not no matter in, where I go, I got Spectrum. They're not in Portland or Washington. Well, congratulations for them. So I don't know who they're... I guess By the way, Spectrum, if you're listening, F you. You're the worst cable company. Okay? I thought Time Warner sucked. Spectrum takes it to another level. Can we get back on track? They bought Time Warner. I know. And okay. you go, oh, it's going to get better. No, it gets worse. So this was the thing... That we wanted to talk about before the thing that we wanted to talk about. And oh already we're at 25 minutes. Yeah. Ugh. I said to you when you walked in the door today, Hulu's dead. And I said, no. Okay. I said, Hulu is coming back strong. Because. Please elaborate. All right. Disney owns Hulu. They bought it out. I can't remember when. They're, they're, they're the majority shareholder. Disney owns Fox. Fox owns FX. So what have they done? They've taken the FX network and they're going to merge it with Hulu, meaning everything that's on FX, which has a lot of good stuff, is going to be available streaming on Hulu the next day. 
So if you don't have cable and you're like, oh, I want to watch those FX shows, you can watch them now if you have Hulu. I think this is great because it's going to allow us to review shows that we wouldn't normally get to because I think FX has a good catalog of shows that I definitely want to review. Example, Fargo Season 4 coming out in a few months with Chris Rock. Definitely going to do that. And anybody can watch it if they have Hulu. It's going to be great. So these are not coming out on cable FX? They're only going to... Oh, no, they're going to be on FX Standard. If you want to watch it on FX, you can still do that. But they will instantly be available for you the next day, as I understand it, on Hulu. And there's going to be some stuff, I guess, made for FX. It's only going to be on Hulu. Whatever, I'm all for it. I don't know what Hulu's bringing to the party other than a place to store these shows. Well, Disney really doesn't know what to do with Hulu now that they own it. So they're they're trying to make it it more. They're not going to destroy it. They're saving it. Hulu is going to become Disney Plus. They're going to merge them. One of them will be around in a year. The other one. No, they they want Disney Plus to be for kids and the family and whatever. And they want Hulu to be more adult oriented. Hence the FX thing. Hmm. I'd be surprised if they're both around in a year. Fine. You'd be negative about it. I'm going to be positive. You're saying it's it's doomed, and I'm saying this is a great thing. Well, here's why. It's great for us. Sure. Here's why I say it's doomed, because their original content is the worst out of every, including the Spectrum stuff. It's the worst stuff. They have a brand new show called Reprisal. Have you seen that? No. Okay. We'll talk about it on another show, because it's their big, like, flagship show right now. Starring Abigail Spencer. It's like a crime drama. I don't really know what it is. Oh, um, I think I read some reviews on it, and it's, it's supposed to be eh. That's great. They got The Handmaid's Tale, right? That, I mean, that's their bread and butter. Okay, here's what else they have. Castle Rock. Ever seen it? People say to watch it. I watched the first two episodes of season one. It wasn't for me. Okay, it's a Stephen King thing. With, yeah, it's um, a mashup. They take the all these it? elements from Stephen King books, and they're like, you know. Yeah, what's the guy from It's a J.J. Abrams remix. What's the guy's name from It? Uh, Skarsgård there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. in it. Um, they've got Pen15, which you loved. I, I love Pen15. They've got Rami, which won a Golden Globe. Hey, oh, shout-outs to our Golden Globe binge winners. Rami. Yep. Chernobyl. And Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Yeah, I feel like there was maybe more than that. No, I those... went over the list. Oh, that, okay. Anything that we said was a, a binge that won a Golden Globe, that was those three things. And Stellan Skarsgård, he won as well for Chernobyl. He gave a great speech. Great speech about his eyebrows. Awesome. Okay, here's a couple other things that are on Hulu. This is why no one ever talks about Hulu, and everyone always talks about Netflix, including Ricky Gervais in his opening monologue said, why don't we just give all these awards to Netflix? No one mentions Hulu, even though they won some awards. He could have said, why don't we give all the awards to the streamers? Right? But no, but he didn't. But he didn't. He said Netflix. Okay, so here's, here's what else is on Hulu. Harlots. Ever heard of it? Nope. The Path, that's got uh, Jesse Pinkman in it, whatever. Aaron Aaron Paul. Paul. Shrill, which you reviewed. And it was a purge. Veronica Mars, which is not even original. I mean, it's it's original for them now, but it wasn't originally by them, so I don't count it. The First with Sean Penn, which I did watch, actually. It was good. Which got canceled. Canceled immediately. Casual. I have no idea. I tried to watch part of that. Oh, and they also, here's a question for you, comic book guy. They have a Marvel show on Hulu. When does that end? I'm not a comic book guy. Okay. I don't know comic books. Superhero. I like comic book movies, but I don't know comic books. Well, if you like comic book movies, you would love comic books. That's what they're based on. Yeah. 
I can't read. I thought we've we, been over this. I don't read. <laughs> They're mostly pictures. Yeah. Why does Hulu have a Marvel show? Why isn't the Marvel show on Disney Plus? <sighs> Who knows? There's still work in that. I don't know, man. Look, I will say this. It's a mess. I've been trying to watch more stuff on Hulu to review, and every time I go there, there's nothing. So that's why yes. I'm psyched for the FX crossover merger, whatever you want to call it. It's going to have way more content on there that I'm going to want to watch. Okay. Greener I, pastures await. My uh, proposition, if I were in the boardroom at Disney, would be, uh, why do we have Hulu still? I don't know what to tell you, man. All right. I just, yeah, throw it away. Thank you. We're at 15 minutes, and we haven't reviewed anything. <laughs> okay, then this I want to travesty. Save, I want to save my first thing for next time. Okay, I have that's a documentary fine. that's that's really cool, and I want to give it the time it deserves. That's good. I'm going to do two documentaries, and then you can end with your uh, Netflix show. How about that? Yeah, very popular one a lot of people are talking about. Right, okay. very popular. Go All for right. it. I'm sure you heard the news. Neil Peart, the drummer for Rush, has passed away. And I know how upset you are about that. He's an amazing drummer. Oh, that's not what you said to me on the phone last night. You were making jokes about him. I said he's a terrible band member because he's always doing a drum solo during the entire length of the song. He's a bad band member. He's a great drummer. That's he's one of the greatest drummers of all time. Agreed. Terrible band member. Why does nobody care about terrible Rush? Band member. Except he for... writes all the lyrics. Okay. Sing your favorite Rush song. Working man, which strangely enough, sing it. How's it go? They call me the working man. That's what <laughs> I am. That's my Getty Lee. But he didn't even write that because that was early, early rush before he joined the band. Great drummer. He'll be missed. Absolutely. In honor of him, I was like, all right, let's talk about Rush. And guess what? There is a documentary about Rush from 2010. It's called Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage. Oh. It's one hour and 46 minutes, and if you don't know who Rush is, this will let you know. It's pretty in-depth. And if you don't know who Rush is, if you watch the movie I Love You, Man, with Paul Rudd and uh, Jason Segel, you will be a Rush fan after that. They are, that's, anyway, sorry. Yeah, Go it's ahead. great. It's great. And um, I'm not just curious, um, what does Just the Facts know about Rush? Uh, I know that they're a band. Exactly. This is one of those bands when you were in junior high and high school that no girls were into. It was all like nerds. White guys. White guy, nerdy, you know, outcasts are like, oh man, I love Rush. And if they came across a girl that was into Rush, it's like, that girl's into Rush, man. You better marry her. She's a unicorn, right? Because she's into Rush. Because it's mostly white dudes. Now, I was not a huge Rush fan. I knew who they were. I had a couple friends, my friend Kurt, I mean, it was a religion for him. He loved Rush. They all camped out at the mall to get tickets in the cold. I was like, what are you guys doing? Also, they could see Rush like five months later. And then, you know, you come back and everyone's in their Rush t-shirts and great. Rush is an incredible band that I have nothing but respect for, but was never a massive fan. I like Rush. I think they're legends, but I'm not like, oh man, yeah. They're kind of a rock and roll version of the Dave Matthews band. What? Which is like, if you like them, you really like them, but you're not like, they're not on the radio and stuff. What do you mean they're much. not on the radio? They're, it's all classic rock plays is Rush. Okay. But they okay. are a cult band. I mean, Bank, that's what I was getting at. There are people today on social media that are going, who's Rush? 
like Jess just said, right? She knows who they are, but that's about it. She's heard of them. You know, what's the documentary like? It gives you a whole retrospective on their life. If you want to know more about Rush, watch this. If you're a huge Rush fan, watch this. It's been out since 2010. 2010. I think most huge Rush fans have seen it by now. Right. Well, this is people that are, you know, wondering who they are right now. Like, what's the big deal? If you want okay. to know what the big deal is, here's a documentary that explains who they are. Okay. Okay? Or watch I Love You, Man. It's a lot funnier, probably. The slap in the bass scene. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I saw it. All right. Congratulations. All right. All right. Go ahead. Anyway, it's on Netflix. It's right there for you. All three band members are interviewed, and they also interview a whole bunch of other rock musicians and celebrities. Jack Black, Sebastian Bach, Billy Corgan, Kirk Hammett, Trent Reznor, Gene Simmons, Matt Stone from South Park. I mean, it's got a whole bunch of people that give their opinions on how much they love Rush and how much they mean to them. So it's a good documentary. Yes, it's a very good documentary. So it's not just for Rush fans. It's a good documentary. Yeah, if you're into, if you're also a music fan, check it out. Anyway, that okay. is Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage Binge. Okay, there you go. I don't know why I'm antagonizing you so much today. That's fine. I don't you know what bring on the the antagonism. I'll I'll try to dial it down a little bit. What do you have next? I have another rock documentary that just came out on December 27th on Showtime. If you want to find it right now, it's on demand on Showtime until January 23rd, and then apparently it's going away. So I don't know why Showtime has this limited window. This documentary is from 2018 because it was a BBC production, and it is about, I'll admit it, one of my all-time favorite bands, Duran Duran. Oh, I just said I was going to try to not antagonize you. We're going to have to start that next episode. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm prepared to take the heat. I've only been taking the heat for being a Duran Duran fan since the sixth grade. Okay? Me and my best friend Hayden, we loved them. And I'm <laughs> yeah, going to Hayden's I'm a, gonna a use, boy, right? Yeah, he's, yeah Hayden's yeah, a boy. Yeah. I'm going to use the, the term that we used back then. I don't use this word anymore, but we were called Duran Duran fags. <laughs> right that's what you know that's what we were right okay. like all the girls oh Duran Duran and then there was me and Hayden and we took a lot of heat <laughs> this is my favorite story <laughs> okay we took heat you know my friend Kurt earlier okay. I mentioned he was the the giant Rush fan that waited outside in line in the cold to get the tickets uh-huh. thing. five or six years ago we we're all in the car together and uh, a Duran Duran song came on and he just goes you need me to pull over so you two can make out yeah it never goes away yeah I salute Hayden. He's passed on since, but I know Hayden and I love Duran Duran. When people would call you the DDF thing, yeah. did they ever abbreviate that? No. Or just use the last part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of times. A couple of times. Okay. Right, the name of this is Duran Duran. There's something you should know. It's only 58 minutes. It's only. the same length. Shut up. <laughs> It's the same length of like a VH1 behind the music. Okay. And it's once again, you're getting interviews with all the bandmates as of now from 2018, except for Andy Taylor, who's a curmudgeon. No relation. To who? To me. It's my last name too. Well, hey, you got John Taylor, Roger Taylor, and Andy Taylor all in the band. None of them related to each other. Or me. Or you. Look, this is pretty good if you're a Duran Duran fan, and it, it, it moves <laughs> along fast. Duran Duran was all about image and wardrobe and style and their music videos and pop culture. 
as opposed to Rush, who freely admit they have no sense of style. Anytime they tried to dress them up, they look like buffoons. And they're saying they were all about the music. They don't have an Instagram. I mean, that's the modern version of it. They don't care about the Instagram. They care about the live experience. And Duran Duran is like a social media whore or something. Yeah, of the 80s. Right. Duran Duran is such a huge product of the 80s. I originally got into them just because of the videos. I love the music videos. That's what brought me in. This doc covers that a bit, but not enough. I'm Here's the thing that I'm sort of, I don't know. Like, it's only an hour, and I'm like, I feel like I wanted more, a little more in-depth stuff. And at the same time, I was like, eh, an hour's good. And I want to say one thing I noticed in both docs that was missing. And I, I always want to know how bands did this. How did they come up with their name? Right. Oh, they didn't talk about that. They didn't talk about it in the rush doc and they don't talk about it in Duran Duran doc. Now, because I'm a Duran Duran fan, I know Duran Duran comes from a character in the movie Barbarella. Okay. I did. I know you it's didn't deep, know that. It's a deep pull. It's a, yeah. So that that's, Hey, I tell you, I'm a huge Duran Duran fan. Right. Yeah. But I don't, they didn't tell me where Rush you didn't comes say fan. from. You said something else, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> All right. Something else with an F. I knew I shouldn't. I, you know, I was no, driving over here mistake. and I was like, am I going to tell him this? But that's the truth. Yeah. I'm I'll, bearing I my it. soul here. Okay. From the sixth grade. Okay. I don't know if I can recommend this if you're not a Duran Duran fan. It's just sort of, it's kind of surface. It doesn't really go super in depth. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it is good for someone who's just a, a mild fan because it's not going to go too deep it's not going to be too esoteric for you okay before you say binge or purge a question for you uh-huh. two questions in a statement statement is whenever i think of duran duran i think of the posters they have in hair salons like right. cheap hair salons. Yeah. like that's oh yeah those are all pictures of duran duran right? sure absolutely okay. <laughs> question number one what's your favorite duran duran song Ooh, that's tough that's tough i think i love i love the reflex i love the wild boys I love A View to a Kill. Hungry Like the Wolf? I, I'm not a huge Hungry Like the Wolf fan. Rio? Rio's okay. I like New Moon on Monday. I like a lot of stuff off of Seven and the Ragged Tiger. Okay, so you're, you're, you're like the deep cuts. You like the track sixes and stuff. And here's the thing. They're good musicians. They've, you know, they've taken a lot of heat for being, you know, you know, pop glamour boys, all, you know, skating on their looks and their appearance. But at the end of the day, they put out some great songs. I agree with you there. Right? Second And they're still around. They you know like where are they now? You can still see Duran Duran perform. Two of my friends saw him a couple summers ago at the Hollywood Bowl. Should have gone to that. I didn't. I regret that, but Well, go next time. what a funny thing is the two bands I've just talked about, I have not seen live. I never saw Duran Duran and I never saw Rush. Well, there's still time, man. Uh no. Not for Rush. Yeah. Well, you can see two thirds of them. No. They're done. They they retired in 2015. They did a farewell tour because they were like, we know we're starting to get old. Let's go out on top. I applaud them for that. You always say I'm not positive. I'm trying to be positive now and look what happens. All right, fine. Last question. Yeah. You said it was kind of like behind the music. I've watched behind the music on bands and artists I've never even heard of when I was younger. Yeah. And it was always really interesting. So is this a well done show for someone who just wants to learn about something new? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you want to, you know, it's just like the Rush one. If you want to know more about Rush and more about Duran Duran, these are two good documentaries that really cover their entire career. I wish the Duran Duran one had gone a little deeper on certain subjects and topics. Still, I'm saying it's a binge. Like I said, it's only available on Showtime on demand until 
January 23rd. And then I don't know where it's going to go. Probably streaming. All right. So let's recap real quick. Uh, we started out kind of on accident talking about Spectrum's whatever streaming on demand uh, subscription service and uh, Jerry Bruckheimer's show LA's Finest, which we said purge. Then we talked about uh, Rush documentary Beyond the Lighted Stage on Netflix. R.I.P. Neil Pert. Demo says binge. Uh, if you have no interest in Rush whatsoever, maybe it's not for you. And then uh, the Duran Duran documentary on Showtime for now. There's something you should know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I think I know what uh, what that is. What do you mean? What when, when, if someone from if someone in the band Duran Duran said there's something you should know. All right. Smart I'd be ass. like, I, I know. It's from one of their songs from their first album. OK, but I okay? just know what the thing is that they're talking about. All right. Just uh, you know what? It's I about will, you. I will cut you out of this. <laughs> I will cut you out of this whole episode. <laughs> Okay, and then uh, that's on Showtime. Now, the last thing uh, is a very popular show. Uh, at least it seems like it's in the uh, zeitgeist. Thank you. It is. Um, oh, you're using one of my words. Yeah. Thank now, wait you. Till, wait till you hear about this Munch, Munchausen syndrome thing. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna flip <laughs> by proxy. Come on. Okay. So this is a show called You. This is about a guy named Joe. Ooh, you're already already in. on a whole other level, yeah. man. Who admires a girl from afar. I'm still in. Yeah. And uh, stalks her on social media. Again. S- still in. It's like I'm looking into a mirror yeah. instead of a television. So he works in a bookstore. This girl comes in. He falls in love with her. Uh, tracks her down. Injects himself into her life. Manipulates her. Um, it's a thriller. It's It's a lifetime thriller. Now, here's why I say that. Season one was on Lifetime. It was? Yeah. Netflix picked it up for season two. I did not know that. Now, this was not something I was super excited to watch because season one looks like a Lifetime production. Every room is full of uh, haze. You know what haze is versus fog? Every room is haze. It doesn't look great. The acting's fine. Uh, I made a joke to somebody. So this guy falls in love with this girl who... The girl, the object of his stalking is the least interesting uh, person in the entire show, I think. And, you know, she's mildly attractive, but it's like I, I, I made the joke that the show should have been called her instead of you. Get it? Thank you. OK. Does yeah. one of these buttons have the. No, okay. no. All right. Anyway, uh, so There's he no falls buttons in, to save you. He falls in love with this girl for some reason. Stocks are blah, blah, blah. John Stamos shows up at the end, so that's a plus. Season one was fine. It felt like a Lifetime show. Now, here's the reason I stuck with it, because when it went to Netflix, I wanted to know what was going to change. What do you think changed when it went from Lifetime to Netflix? Sex. Yep. Nudity. Yep. Swearing. Yes. More violence. Uh, yeah. What? I'm just saying, everything that you can't do on a Lifetime show, I would like, okay, let's raise the stakes and, you know... They did all of that. You're right. right. And it also got a lot better. They brought in. Well, a, sure. You added nudity, sex. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we already answered our own question. <laughs> they brought in a character. So in the second season, he falls in love again with a second girl who again, what? There's supporting casts that are way more. And I don't just mean physically attractive. I mean, like way more interesting, way more like if you were going to stalk somebody again, 
you would pick one of these other people besides the main girl in this show. I am looking for someone new to stalk. Well, I imagine you're going to have a chance because this is probably coming back for season three. Now, something funny about this, the guy who plays Joe, he um, reminded me of this guy that I went to college with who was like a friend of a friend, the way he looked, his looks. Mm -hmm. Now, I mentioned this to two different people who were friends with that guy. Yeah. And they were both like, that's not cool. Like, he's not a stalker. And like, no, 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 no. He looks like a picture side by side. They kind of look alike. And they're like, yeah, he's not creepy. And I'm like, you're not understanding me. Have you oh. ever had that discussion with people? Where yeah, you're it's like, like, I'm just saying he looks like the person. I'm not saying he is the person. Yeah, no. Right? That, I tried to have that conversation twice and it uh. didn't happen. Anyway, um, it's a great show, man. It's a guilty pleasure show. How many episodes we got for each season? Both seasons are 10 episodes, averaging about 45 to 50 minutes each. Thanks, Jess. And I watched them all. Season one uh, was was good. Season two was really cool. Um, you don't have to watch season one to watch season two. Oh, I was going to say they brought in this character, uh, the brother of the girl that he's stalking in season two. Mm-hmm. And they just introduce a lot. The writing's just a lot better. They introduce some other story things that... Uh, are good. It was it was fun, man. I liked it. Now, I, are we gonna mention the fact that Chris D'Elia is in season two playing a successful stand-up comedian? Oh, that's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I'll just go over it real quick. I'll do it. Okay. Okay. Chris D'Elia's a, a famous comedian. You know, plays all over town. Very funny. Very funny. He was on. He was on the Whitney Cummings show, and uh, he helped produce a couple of her shows. And then what was that oh, show? Oh, Undateable. Undateable. Yeah. Right? Funny guy. Funny, nice, fun, nice guy, too. I met him. Funny guy, nice guy, good guy. Now, he's playing a character, apparently. The word on the street is based off of someone that we know that hosts open mics. If you're in any way in the stand-up community in Los Angeles, you know who this person is. Can we just... It's Ryan it's Talmo. Ryan, it's Ryan Talmo. And he had cancer. And he's recovered from it, and he's documented it all on Facebook. He's an open book about this. Now, he's saying that the Dalia character is completely based on him. Does he have a valid argument that this character is based off of him? Uh, a couple things the folks at home need to know. Ryan Talmo, um, his nickname is the Valley Jesus. Yeah. Because he has kind of long, he, looks, he has the, the facial hair and hair of Jesus, and uh, he's a Valley guy, uh, proudly. So Valley Jesus, if you were to pick someone to play him, Crystal Lee is not far off. So there's a little bit of visual similarity. Okay. That's when I thought, oh, maybe there's something to this. Cause I heard about this before I watched the show. Then I watched it and I was like, no, Crystal Lee is almost playing more of himself because he's like kind of flaunting his money and stuff. I'm like, that's more of a Crystal Lee thing. Then, then Demo, guess where they filmed the scene with Crystal Lee at? Liquid Zoo. The Liquid Zoo, where yeah. Talmos hosted a Sunday night mic that everyone in town has been to a thousand times. Yep. Uh, right down the street from where we are On right Sepulveda. Now. On Sepulveda. In Van Nuys. It's a dive bar. It's it's an open mic that you have to experience or you're never going to make it in comedy. Right. You have to go through that. Every single stand-up comedian has played the Liquid Zoo for Ryan Talmo. Yeah. And that's where they filmed Chris D'Elia doing a set which makes <laughs> no sense because if he if he's playing a crystalia type he's not probably doing the liquid zoo i mean it's not a comedy club right it's a so, dive bar so when i saw that they filmed the scene there i was like oh boy somebody knows talmo and uh, just copied and pasted him so yes he has a valid argument okay 
cool. I don't know what the argument. I mean, it's kind of flattering, I think. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. So. If, I don't know if he's upset about it or not. I just know that he was talking about it. He goes, "Isn't this me?" And people are like, "It is you." Yeah, Valley Jesus. Yep. He's a cool guy, and I'm glad he's uh, recovered from his stuff. So that's good too. Yep. He's doing good. Oh boy. Yeah, we're running what hot. Are you, what are you looking little, forward we're running to? Running a little bit hot tonight. I am going to start uh, Sex Education, the British show on Netflix. Season two is going to be released very soon. I'm going to get catch up on one and do two, have a, a double season review for you very shortly. Good. And I should mention uh, you now on Netflix is a binge, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking on this podcast about the time that I ice skated professionally. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah, it has to do with the show. Which gonna, show? A show that the I'm show going that's to coming up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're going to talk about a show and it's somehow going to uh, coincide with you ice skating. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Wow, what a tease. Professional. I'm sure our listeners are like, whoa, wait, professional ice skating? Yeah. Once again, man, you surprised me. <laughs> well, you blew in. my mind with the whole, you know, professional piano playing uh, oh, yeah, yeah. episodes and episodes ago. Now, for a second, you were a professional ice skater? Yeah. What happened to you, man? <laughs> How did you end up in my Talent, life? Talentless and uh, living in squalor. I don't know. It's it's kind of a funny story. It's it's all not right. Well, we'll save it. Yeah. So awesome. I'm looking forward to telling you. About okay. It. Well, then let's get out of here, man. Please. All right. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. Thanks, Jess. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Mm-hmm.